Welcome to Celebrate Good Lives, a podcast coming to you from Whakatane, New Zealand, talking about the funeral industry here and abroad. I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. We're here to demystify, empower, and talk about the ways in which you can celebrate good lives for those who are no longer with us. So join us on a podcast journey where we discuss all facets of funeral life, what's involved, and how we can help you, our podcast community, celebrate good lives better. Well, we're back. We're back for another podcast. Welcome to Celebrate Good Lives. I'm Bradley Shaw. I'm here with Dean Weber. Welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back, Brad. Looking okay. forward to another day. Hey, exciting times. Look, mate, we're going to be ripping in here. We're going to get into I don't want a funeral. Oh. So we're talking people that don't want a funeral, people that have said they don't want a funeral. We're just staying way away from it. Straight cremation or straight burial, and it's just not happening. So tell me, let's just get straight in. What is a funeral? I think a funeral is essentially um, a, a meaningful social ceremony that enables everyone to become full circle with a major transition in life. Okay, so we're talking... When do, a funeral doesn't exactly mean we have to have a ceremony. I think a funeral, if you're, if you're under the assumption that funeral and ceremony together as two words means we have to be in the, the structure and the confines of a church and have a faith base to it and being told what's right and what's wrong, uh, I don't think that is the definition. I don't think that's a requirement. So what we're saying is that basically a gathering of any sort, regardless of whether it has a funeral service itself or whether it... and what, But when I say a funeral service, I'm talking structure and all that sort of stuff, celebrant, minister, whatever it may be. What we're saying is that any sort of gathering of people with a dead body... Or even, no, it doesn't have to have a dead body. We're, we're not talking about ashes or anything here. Because memorialization is a different topic. We'll talk about that separate. But the, the, the gathering around and, the, and the having the symbol, which is the deceased, in a coffin, that's a funeral. I think in element, yes. I, th- I think there are some key elements that have to take place. And one of the key elements that has to take place for a funeral to happen is there has to be a loss. Somebody has to expire. A loss has to have happened. And then however we decide to um, get together to facilitate the farewell, the goodbye, the transition in the journey, the journey has to happen. You you can't deny it. It's going to come. So, we, had, we went to the radio this morning, yeah. and we had Celebrate Good Lives radio show here in, in Whakatane. And our good friend Colin McGee was, was interviewing us, and we were talking about this. He yeah. had some interesting points, too, yeah, about experiences that he's had, and also about, you know, um, people's opinions on... I don't need a funeral, I don't want fuss, I don't want any of that. And our reaction to that was simply based around you don't have to have fuss in order for it to be beautiful. That's right. Beautiful doesn't have to be fussy. 
And so when we talk about beautiful, we talk about, well, like we mentioned before, we don't have to have the official funeral service in the church with the symbols and the prayers and everything else. I think there was one key word that got missed out in our time together today, and I'm going to bring it together here because we've got a bit more time, yeah. is stereotype. Yeah. The stereotype of what people think or assume a funeral has to be. Yeah, interesting. But there, there is no stereotype anymore as mm. to what it has to be. It's what does, what, it it need, like. what does it need to be for you mm. to continue your path. And, and we talk about tradition. And we talk about traditionally what has happened mm-hmm. in the past. And there's a building tradition that's coming through, which is scary, man. Yeah. There's a scary tradition building. Yeah. And it's huge in the centers. Mm-hmm. And it's huge in the states. And that's direct cremation. Direct cremation. Uh, so tell us, tell, for the viewers, or sorry, the viewers, here I am thinking we're filming. We've got everyone. faces for radio. We don't have faces for video. Um the listeners will probably be thinking I don't want a funeral what, what are they even talking about what, and we mentioned the words direct cremation now these are two of funeral directors absolute nightmares when they walk in and they hear those two words mm. direct cremation mm-hmm. tell us what's a direct cremation direct cremation essentially is when somebody's wishes are to be most efficiently transferred from the place of death paperwork processed and 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 distributed for a cremation to take place as soon as possible in the most efficient manner and cost effective okay so in new zealand a direct cremation um we get a lot of people saying hey i just want to go straight from the hospital to the crematorium is it possible it is Kind of. Not here, it's not. You can't go straight there. There's there's a few paperwork hoops to jump through. Right. And hopefully this is where we have the opportunity to jump in with the family. There, there's a couple of we's and ours and us that we're talking about during this. And we need to sort of be clear when we're talking about in the, the personal context of the person that has died and the one saying mm. before they've died that I don't want a funeral. Mm. And then we're talking about when we're some of the time us as the people who are making the decisions and the people who are left. Most of the time, the I don't want a funeral case mm. is initiated and kickstarted mm. by the person that is in prospect of passing. They're pre-planning it. They're making it out there. They're saying, they're putting it out there. I don't want you to make a fuss over me. I don't want to become a nuisance. I don't want this to cost a lot. Um, But what they're failing to sort of look at is the communication of the perimeter people in their lives and how they're all connected like a a spider web to the center. So we were talking on the radio this morning about... um, you made uh, Colin made you reiterate, reiterate what you said, and it obviously touched something, yeah, and made him think about it. Can you repeat that for the listeners? Right. So what I said on the radio today was, if you're in your personal space right now and you're making your plans, and you think that I don't want a funeral is the way that you want to go, and and this is this is going to work for you. All I ask is that you take a time out. Look around you. 
Look at your kids, look at your grandkids, look at your neighbors, your coworkers, uh, your social mates, all these people, they've all got connections to you and they're all connected to each other through you. Mm. And by not having a funeral is not allowing them to give each other a hug, to share a drink, to share a story. And yeah, just it's a big miss out in people's lives. Mm. The people on the fringes, when they hear of somebody that's passed, they wait, they listen, they wait for the announcement of when the gathering's going to happen. Mm. And then six months goes by and they see son John at the grocery store and go, John, geez, hey, sorry about your dad. When's the funeral? What's happening? Mm. Oh, there wasn't one. Mm. Well, that's too bad. I would have come. Mm. It's... And, and so from that, it's a really nice way to look at it. And it's a really valid point because going from that is that I've had experiences in the past, like, like you probably have too, of cases where I've met with the family. It's been a direct cremation. Um, they didn't seem awfully comfortable with that topic to start with. And then it's ended up, you know, the cremations happened. They've got the ashes back. They feel absolutely totally unsatisfied with everything that's happened you can just tell by the look on their face the circle remains unbroken yeah and then you see them in the future 6, 12, 18 months whatever it may be 3 months Mm. 2 weeks yeah and there's this level of haven't moved on I I, I haven't gone um, we took when we were at funeral directing college we sort of talked about liminality now, liminality sounds like a big word. That's a big word. What is so that? So, liminality is you when you're crossing the liminal barrier. So, you got your you come to your liminal barrier, and without actually saying goodbye and and having a funeral and watching that person get lowered or burying that person, you cannot cross the liminal barrier. Now, it might sound a bit silly, but. Another example of that is when you have a funeral, for example, these are for the ones that are having funerals, you have a funeral and then you have the catering after the funeral and then you have the burial. Yes. Right? You cannot cross the liminal barrier of having the cup of tea and fully being engaged with the people you're talking to and sharing those stories because dad is still in the car outside. He has not been cremated or buried yet. Yeah, you are not crossing the liminal barrier mm-hmm. until that funeral is finished. That's right. So, how are you meant to cross the liminal barrier if there is no funeral? If there's no nothing. If there's nothing, that's right. They carted away out of the hospital, you're, and you don't see them again. You're sort of stuck in stage two of the journey. Yeah, and so we've had experiences of people who have come back to us after. 6, 12, 18 months and gone, can we have a memorial service or something? Can, can we do something here? Because this is, none of us have moved on. And it's, and it's great when people feel comfortable to approach us to say that and notice their own personal awareness in unfulfillment. Hmm. And that's, that's not what you want. When you, when, when you think and you reflect back on times, is you want them to be the good times, the positive things, the memories that we're left with. That's where the transition comes full. So do you think do you think that there is a place for the I don't want a funerals? I think there is. And So what we're saying here, without butting in, but butting in, 
is that this I don't want a funeral we're, we're sitting here saying it's a problem but what we are also saying is that it does suit certain people it does suit certain people I'm, and we've briefly mentioned this in the past and one of the points I made at the end of one of our episodes previously was when you use your time wisely ahead of time mm. when you know that this is the last time you're going to see someone you say everything that you need to say ergo um, one that we want to sort of expand on another time is the living funeral mm. um, sort of gets it all out of the way people get a chance to say it to you use your time wisely mm. if your family is located all around the world and you're you're sort of intermittently together at random times of a year or every three years, mm. you got to use your time wisely. And for those people, that's okay. Mm. Or maybe there just aren't any family. Mm. But then there's generally a couple of close people around that. You have your caregivers. You've got some people have a smaller circle. Some people have huge circles. Mm. If you've got a small circle mm. and just even a cup of tea and, mm. and um, a bit of a – you know, standing with your arm around somebody's shoulder, going, I'm "Gonna miss him." Mm. That's a funeral. And I think you sort of touch on that point around. Okay, I, I just wanted to, to touch on the airport analogy because ah. this is key. And I think going off. Okay, we've talked about the problem, and we've talked about the solution, and we've talked about you know that it does have a place somewhere mm. uh, in this place, but. I really wanted to talk to you about the airport analogy yeah. and the fact of that how does how does somebody well, you tell us you tell us yeah. the, the, the airport that, was, analogy is, is was, that really, was that a new revelation to you this morning oh, when I brought I, it up? I, you know I talk about it a lot when you're talking about saying goodbye to somebody or you celebrate a birthday or you celebrate yeah. a wedding but you won't celebrate a funeral but here we are now yeah. talking about this airport analogy just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's so true. Yeah. Because it's the same context, but with a way, way harder ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally have gotten to a point in my life that I absolutely detest and hate the airport. And reason being is I'm either crying because people are arriving and I haven't seen them in ages and it's rekindling thoughts and memories and new stories or I'm crying because people are leaving me. Mm. And, you know, I've got a set sort of tradition about going to the airport. And I have a beer. We have a chat. You have something to eat. You hear that call. And you have that look in each other's eyes. And you start to drop. And it's like, this is going to come to an end. Mm. And it's emotional. It tugs at you. And it's like you walk them to the gate. Mm. And it's like, I'm sorry, I can't go any further. And it just reiterates this whole thing. And it's like, I don't understand. I would find it so difficult that if I haven't been the, in the personal experience of losing somebody in my personal life yet, mm. but if I'm taking somebody all the way to the gate in, in the game of life, in the flight of life, mm. and that's the last time I'm going to see them, man, I can't imagine. Like we have a going away party mm. for people that are going to be back in three months. Yeah. But when, but, but when someone dies, we're not, we're, we're, they're gone forever, mm. and yet we don't have we don't say goodbye at all. Like like what are we doing? Like it just a, we weren't talking about it on the radio this morning. It ripped you up, hey! It blew my mind. It was like holy shit. 
yeah. in the nicest way possible. Holy shit. Yeah. What, what are we doing it. here? Like, if Dad was going... Imagine if I sit down with a family, right? And I go, if Dad was going to the airport, would you go and say goodbye? Here's, or would you let him drive off to the airport himself and never come back? Here's, here's one for you. I'll, I'll pose this to you. Yeah, I totally hear you and agree. But I'll pose this to you. When, when we're sitting in the funeral director's chair and we've got all this paperwork to fill out in front of people and we're asking them what they want to do, we also want to make sure that they're getting the best holistic, positive experience in death that they can possibly have. That's my job is to make sure that your next steps in your journey are good. Yeah. When you sort of ask a little bit about the journey that they've chosen, mm-hmm. what do you find the reasoning people give you of saying this is why we want to do this we generally don't have to ask people come forward with it Mm. and they try to justify it are you more meaning in relation to direct cremation yes and the whole no funeral thing okay a lot of the time i would say it's it's almost a 50 50 of um this is what dad wanted or this is what mom wanted and we're just sticking to it because we can't we can't do something that's that they said we can't do I don't, mm-hmm. want, I don't want a funeral. I'm not having a funeral. It's direct cremation. No, 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 no. Yep. And we have to do that because that's what Dad said. Absolutely, absolutely agree with you. So there's fifty yep. percent of that, and then and I then... also think there's fifty percent of valid. Maybe not fifty percent. Okay, we might be seventy-five, twenty-five of valid reasons of why they shouldn't have a funeral. Right? Yeah. Um, no family here, or you know, no one's nearby. No one can get here. Um. Do you think... But are they valid reasons? I think they're trying to justify them in their Justifiable valid reasons? I don't know. I Do think that now that I said I think I'm probably bullshitting myself, I think that 90 or maybe a, a lot of the time, okay, we'll say a lot of the time, the reason that people do have a direct cremation is because that's what the dead person wanted. Yep. And so, they don't want to go back on those wishes. So I'm, I'm going to address that one and then I'm going to come back with another one. Is why is it then that on Mother's Day, your mom says, no, don't make a fuss. Don't, no. But you do no, anyway. But oh, you forget, bro, you're goner. Yeah. What about your anniversary? Nah, honey, we're not going to. Let's not spend Let's not do money. presents this year. Let's not do presents. Not, and, and my birthday, you know, ask me. everybody tries to shrug off their birthday and not even announce it and slide by. But what? We still do it. Yeah. And if you forget my birthday, I'm devastated. And what's the no. flip side then? The flip side is is that the, 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 the deceased person comes to the funeral home and plans their funeral before their family even know about it. So, so what do you do in that situation then? Because that's very similar, right? That's the, that's the, that's the ultimate. That's not. I just didn't tell my family. That's the. I've come in here and I've paid for it and I've sorted it and that's what I'm having. Yep. So the, here's my my comeback to that is, the funeral is is about that person. They are the topic. They are the 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 everything about it. But it's not for them. Mm. It's your funeral. Mm. It's it's not your dad's funeral or your grandpa's funeral. It's my funeral mm. to help me. Mm. That's the value in it. And I wonder if people mm. come across the consequence of establishing financial value mm. and emotional value. Mm. If there's no funeral, mm. there's no value. I, I, okay. And then going back to what I was talking about before is... The value of the funeral financially 
I think that's another reason people choose a direct cremation. Absolutely. So there's there's the that's what he wanted, and then there's the that's all we can afford, or or the kicker, oh he wouldn't want us to spend any money. Yeah, yeah. They, they, oh, your grief is worth less than the funeral. Yes, yeah. Without without yeah, with no funeral, there's no value of emotion to to work to the next level. Mm. One of my other fears about this taking place when I when I mentioned about just taking a time out and look around you, look behind you, look who's your support people mm. is if you're the 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 matriarch patriarch of your family mm. and you're now um, the focal point, you're the head mm. and you're the one whose decisions are respected and now this is the decision, mm. you're telling the younger ones in your family and your generations that this is what we do. Mm. We, we, don't, we don't grieve when someone dies. We, we just get over it. Mm. Get on with it. And mm. I don't know. It just feels... It just empty. doesn't feel right. And I think people try to sell us their thoughts when we already know 100%. I, we get to see hundreds of people a year mm. and um, I really hope in okay finishing from that I want to ask you this are we as a society beginning to operate as if death is optional yes I think we are operating in that manner that we get to choose about what's going to happen or whatever is it's like well i don't i don't want to die therefore i don't want a funeral mm. and i i certainly think there is some merit to that mm. to life's, life's and, too and busy think, to have to think about it you know the best else. way to deal with it is to prepare for it absolutely and if you've got the opportunity to prepare for it then take that opportunity to really think about who it affects and who your funeral is for. Yes. Those, those are big words right there. Mm. Well done. You like that? I do. Okay, good. I do. And I think, you know, this has been a valuable talk for us today because our listeners are probably, have, well, someone out there will have to have contended with this issue before because it is prominent. I, I, I just want to ask, um, before we bring, I don't know if we're bringing this to a close soon or not, but, you know, I, I just hope people maybe who aren't in the industry sitting here listening to this going, oh, yeah, well, you guys just want a funeral to happen so you can get paid, yeah, get paid and, and make more money. But, you know, I'm here to tell you that's not my game. My game is that I want you to be able to walk away from – an experience with myself, with yourself, mm. that you're leaving in an emotional better place than you arrived. Mm. With, and it's all you, about starting the grief journey yep. on the right path. Healthy. It's healthy yeah. grief. It's okay to cry. It's okay to talk at a funeral. It's okay to well up and not be... A, that's part of healthy grieving. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you get to the funeral and, or don't get to have a funeral, your grief is not starting on a healthy way. When does, you, it, 
when does it then happen? Does it happen when you're, I don't just sort of speculating because I don't know, but if you're driving alone in your car and then the, the song comes on that reminds you, mm. I mean... Oh, everything yeah, reminds you of every, it. Everything's going to Surely everything you. reminds you of it. It's going to have to. It has to. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I really, really hope people really reflect and inflect um, before they... On their decisions? Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to... Because I, I really do think it's that whole thing of I just don't want to become a nuisance. Oh, gosh, guys, no. no I'm, I don't want to be the one at the front of the room. No one wants to be at the front of that room, let me tell you. Mm. Um, but eventually, you can't deny it. Mm. We all are going to be at the front of that room. And I think the other thing is that we need to emphasize what we were talking about earlier, which was that you don't have to have the official funeral in order for it to be a funeral. The official funeral. Yeah. For it to be a funeral. No. Do you, uh, do, did expand, that not come ex- across well? Expand on that. The of, okay, you don't so have to have, you it don't to have, to have an official funeral for it to be a funeral. A stereotypical so, funeral. So, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But it's, it's an official funeral means you don't have to have the structures, the stereotype, the, the minister, the religion, the faith-based, the, faith the celebrant, um, the slideshow, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the music, the... The full Monty. A funeral that you don't have to have the official funeral in order for it to be a funeral. Mm. That's totally true. And a gathering of any sort with a deceased person after they've died and and are in their coffin is a funeral. Guided by emotional intent. 100%. So standing around the bed before we even move. Play some music. Do yeah. whatever. Put some photos on. Put put their favorite yep. photo in with the in with them. Dress them in clothes that they really loved. Mm. Do that sort of stuff, but be involved. Yeah, because that's what healthy grieving is. Mm. Interesting conversation. Yeah, interesting conversation. Hey, um, do you know it's been great to be back? And you know we've got some really cool stuff coming up going forward. We're going to start getting some guests. Yes. on the podcast soon which is going to be exciting recruited a few this week so we've, that's great we've got a few lined up so really really happy to to, 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 be, to be with you guys and to continue this journey with you all hope you enjoyed today's podcast hope you got something out of today's podcast yeah it was a deep one we're not going to be this deep all the time but I think there's an opportunity there for us to be deep and to really speak to you and really direct how we've mm. what we've seen in the 40-something years that Dean and I have been funeral directors, mm. the real emotional stuff that happens. So really hope you got something out of that today. And it's been great to be back with you. Yeah, we'll see you as, for the next podcast. As always, man. See you on the next go. Sounds good.